Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back on Steelers. Touch down under. I'm Matt Peveril, as always, joined by Mark D. Mark, that was uh, that was some pretty quick, some pretty quick run through we did there on some of those players. But did you have anything to finish up with TJ Watt? I'm just saying with TJ Watt, I, I know he's going to start, and I just think probably the best thing with TJ Watt, and I think with his defense as well, if if we can eliminate those long third down conversions and really keep the the ball in front of us, I think we have a good chance in every game. Because you know how many times in the last few years, if it's been a culture thing, that it's third and thirteen or third and fourteen, and they get away with it, they just they just don't play the same, and they convert the first down, and they you know they're getting stretched, and they, you know, t- one of Tomlin's ideas is always you know uh, bend but don't break, but I would really just like to see them be, uh, you know, the steel curtain and just not get past them. Um, TJ has that opportunity to really harass the quarterback, and he has that he has. Such a you know a powerful human being on the edge as well to get into the. I've looked at highlights the other day. Um, his form tackling is just is just amazing. He comes off that line so fast, and and before the running back even has the ball in their hands, he's around their feet. So another year on 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 TJ's resume, and like I said, I, I compared him to how James Harrison played with such tenacity. Uh, I just think I just see really great things. I think this, this is the year that. I need to appreciate, I think, TJ, because a lot of times I, these players slip past me and, like, um, David DeCastro is now gone. I just go, oh, holy, like, now he's gone. So this year I think, like, my well, my mix is, is TJ and then Devin and then Minka. Those three play together really well. We have, a, we have an excellent chance to be top three. 100%. 100%. So who's the fourth player you've got on your list? We've had no overlap. No. I thought we were going to overlap completely. So... So I've got I, – I, I went again, and because of his contract's coming up, uh, I went uh, Joe Hayden. Now, okay, I wanted to, now we've got wanted, some overlap. Okay, now we've yeah, got some I wanted, overlap. This I wanted good. to discuss, discuss, with, discuss with you what Joe Hayden will mean to the Steelers. And is there a chance that this is Joe Hayden's last year? Riding off into the sunset if we if we win it or even if we do lose, if we lose in the playoffs? He's yeah, heading into so- his, his, his 12th year now. So I'm going to ask you a question first. Is he going to star slip or surprise for you? I'm going to say star, but I don't really know because I'm trying to think out, well, I don't want him to say, I don't want to say slip because then if, if Joe Hayden slips and we have a real big problem um, locking down some of the receivers and like I said, if that third down continues, then it's going to be very hard to get off the field. Yes, you can chase the quarterback two, two times, but then you need that, lockdown corner like Joe does. Now, I do I do think that the crowd plays into his hands again behind Joe, behind the Steelers. Um, I can see him star, but not by much. But to the fact that if he's going to star, it's because of his last year. That, you know, it's like the Jerome Bettis thing, like, you know, ride the bus all the way to the Super Bowl. I think that if I was Joe, don't know your future with the team, like will the Steelers sign him again next year or for two years? But then if we win the Super Bowl, do you just call it a day? 
Yeah, yeah. So I think this is interesting. This is where I think he's going to surprise rather than star. I think overall he might drop off a little bit, and that's fair given father time. But I think he will improve on his two interceptions from last year. I think people are going to have to target him more because given the way, you know, Devin Bush will be in the mix as well. So, you know, and I, and I think with Mike Hilton out, he might play a few, bit of a different role in certain aspects too because uh, I think Cam Sutton, he'll get targeted at the start of the season and I think people are going to find out with a couple of quick interceptions from Cam Sutton because I do really think outside he'll do, he'll do a lot. Uh, I think with Hayden, you're going to be forced to have to put it in the mix. And I think Hayden's going to come out as that wily veteran and make some really smart decisions there. So, yeah, I think, as I said, I think he'll slip potentially overall on what he does or their plays that he gives up. But I think he'll surprise with the amount of interceptions he gets. And I think he beats the two from last year and he gets closer to the five from 2019. But do the, do the Pittsburgh Steelers sign him next year? That's that's the question. He's going to have to go team friendly. Like he can't expect to continue to get paid what he's getting paid. Uh, and equally, he's going to have to want to. You know, I love what Jeff's talked about. Does he move into a more of a safety hybrid? You know, cornerback role. You know what what's he doing there? You know me, Mark. We talked about it last week as well. I'm much more on the developmental train, like continue to develop and grow players for the long term. So. I don't want money in Joe Hayden holding us up from re-signing or keeping other players that are, you know, under sort of 28 sort of thing that are producing. But if he's producing up to those five interceptions and he can sign a deal at, let's say, 60% of what he's got now or not less guaranteed money, it's more, you know, just, you know, the the general salary, so it's not a hit to the Steelers if we've got to cut him or what have you. Yeah, I'd love to keep him. Absolutely love to keep him. And, you know, I'd hope that he wants to wants to play out. You know, the rest of his career for the for the Steelers. If this isn't his last year, I don't think he's got too many left. Uh, you know, and Teston brings up Woodson moving to safety. Exactly. You know, so this is the thing with Hayden. It's going to come down to can he be team friendly, and if he can, let's keep him. Uh, you know, but equally, you know, if I, if as I said there, if he's going to get four or five sacks, you know, there's going to be plenty of desperate teams out there ne- at the end of this season for next off season that get a lot more money in the salary cap as that goes back up. And, you know, if someone wants to pay him double what the Steelers are offering, well, you can't hold that against him at the same yeah. time. But I, he has made a lot of money in his career at the same time. Yeah, another team might put a two-year, two- or three-year deal on him and put all that money into him, but the Steelers won't. Now, do you think that Joe Hayden will be – I tried to think about this last night and I couldn't really rack my brain around it. Will Joe Hayden, is he in contention for the Hall of Fame? We've talked we actually talked about this a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, when we did our Hall of Fame sort of run on those different players. And I said at the time that I thought he'd just miss out. Uh, you know, he needed a he needed a playoff, you know, needed a significant playoff run or a Super Bowl win. I, I do stick by that. However, his rookie career, rookie year was when he was 21. He's 31 now. He ultimately could play three more seasons, and you know if he's on a winning team there, he could get that Super Bowl. Equally, you know, whilst he doesn't have it from an interception rate, you know his approximate valuation, approximate value, approximation value through, I should say, through Pro Football Reference is actually pretty good. So, yeah, I, I just think it's I, I, I stick by what I said. I think this is going to come down to can he get a Super Bowl win before think- the end of his career. 
I, I'm just, I was looking at his stats like uh, yesterday, and I was trying to you know think about it. I think even if you won a Super Bowl, I think he gets forgotten about. I don't I don't think yeah. I don't think he would be. I don't think he'd be put in the pro. I'm just saying fame. that's what he needs. He needs to be in the contention. I'm not saying that like that's what's going to definitely get know, him in. A lot of personality goes into it as well. And yes, he was a Brown for a long time, but he was lost as a Brown. Like no one cared him. Cared. Only the Browns really cared about Joe Hayden. And when he came over. The first year, I was like, okay, he's he's a good cornerback, uh, and now he's he's, he's a stealer. But I, I think he just gets lost, like you said. I don't, I don't, I don't really see he could win two two Super Bowls. And I, I don't think they would put him in. I think that that personality gets in, in involved in too, and he's not really talked about as that as that pro, um, you know, football kind uh, kind of career mentality. But that's what I'm thinking as well. Like, I think. I don't know if it's going to be the last season with uh, Joe Hayden, but it kind of feels like this would be a great time for him to step up and and then, you know, let's win it for the Steelers and let's let's win it for me kind of mentality, like like Jerome Bettis did as well. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. It'd be great to see if we can, if you know, if he could do that. So, all right, Mark, who's the fifth player you've got on your list? Uh, so my number one is Big Ben. And we talked about it at the, the the start of the show. I just think Big Ben, um, with those three options, I think he's going to start. I, a lot of media hate, and they're all talking about his weight, but I think at the end of the day, he's a veteran quarterback, 17 years or 18-year career. Um, he's by far the the best quarterback in the AFC North. No, no, no real contention. Maybe Joey Bungle might be up there in a few years, but – the, the skill uh, receiver said he has is just pick your poison again and who's he going to work with the best and who, and then with Najee in the backfield. I think we are going to be like the underdog and I think Big Ben, if he can limit his mistakes, uh, like the interceptions, and one key one I do see a lot, I don't know if other quarterbacks do it, but it's always at like he always gets tipped at the at the line. He doesn't seem to throw over the, the DEs and have you seen that a few times where they put their hand up and then yep. – um, he gets picked off like that a lot. Like there's a, there's a fair few interceptions happen that way. Um, or he gets, you know, where they're going for points or three points and there's one minute to go and he throws an interception. If he can limit those things and the way you limit that is giving the ball to Najee, you know, it doesn't have to always push it down the field that much. But I still think he gives us the best chance to win at this time. And he's going to start. Yeah. And this is what's going to get, you know, really interesting, you know, as this offseason rolls on into the season is what's Big Ben going to do? Because, you know, he didn't have his highest year for completion percentage. He didn't have his highest year for yards. He had his second highest year for touchdowns, though. And, you know, we talked about that last week, uh, you know, and I when I listen back, because I always listen back to see how, you know, I, you know, I and we can improve. And we, we talked about this really well in terms of Big Ben. If he can put up a number like a 34, Four, 35 touchdowns. I mean, that would actually be equal or higher than his career high because he, you know, his best to date was 34 in 2018, and only 10 interceptions or eight interceptions. That'd be awesome because Najee, you know, we'd expect would be running in a few touchdowns too. So, I think from that perspective, it, it just goes back to can Ben be efficient? And we talked about that last week. Can he be efficient with the football? Can his completion average, you know, better? you know, 66, 67% to be up there with his career tops. Can it be even higher? Uh, you know, and I'm happy to have it higher, lower touchdowns, but lower interceptions as well if we're handing the ball off. And, 
you know, if we're winning out games, I'd rather not have him have to throw 50 passes. I'd rather him not have to throw for five touchdowns, uh, you know, unless we're absolutely, you know, ripping on another team. And hopefully that's the, the Baltimore Ravens and co. But, you know, I look, with Ben, it goes without saying, you know, his his performance is going to decide a long way to what this Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, team does. Uh, and it's the thing about Ben as well, and this is why I'm key on efficiency, it takes the pressure off the defense. You know, if Ben can be efficient, you know, we're not, you know, having three and outs. We're not having situations where there's interceptions or the defense is playing on a short field. That's going to make all the difference for this, this championship elite defense. So... You know, that's there's some of the things that I think we think about Ben and touchdowns, interceptions, and how far he throws the football. But there's other impacts. And I'll give you a good example of that. And a lot of Steelers fans I know hate him, but you think of someone like a Philip Rivers, right? The great thing about the Philip Rivers was that he was able to make plays fine. The bad thing about Philip Rivers was that he often threw interceptions that put his defense in a difficult position. And ultimately it cost him on some very good teams winning a Super Bowl and he retires without a Super Bowl. If Ben wants a third one, he needs to be efficient. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I reckon even with with uh Big Ben, I he got 35 touchdowns last season, right? I can even see him getting 40 this year. And I'll, I'll give you one example 40. why. You're gonna you're gonna 40, you're gonna say he's gonna yeah. have a 20% improvement on his career high. I love it. Hear Go me, for it. Tell me why. Hear me out. Okay, hear me out. So if he's already getting 35 with all, all his receivers, right, you've now got Najee. Yep. I think he's going to get some cheap touchdowns. Now, why I mean cheap is, you know, the ones that Patrick Mahomes, like, does a shovel pass and the guy runs, like, 50 yards a score or that runs 12 yep. yards a score a touchdown. They're going to use Najee that way. They're going to use Juju that way or Claypool that way where they're going to – if you throw mm. the ball one foot in front of your person, then it counts as a touchdown. So I believe in the Matt Canada offense that will happen. So he's already going to get 30-plus to the receivers – you know, Juju might get nine, Claypool eight, Giontae seven or, or Washington five, something like that. But if you're getting the cheap ones to, to Najee, it's going to, going to pad those stats. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do it with, you know, 50 uh, bombs, but I think the way the offense works around is having Najee as a pass catcher. I can see him getting five receptions uh, for touchdowns this year. So it's going to boost that number up. Yeah. 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 So I, 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 I'd I say see that. I, 40. I just don't know whether it'll be. I just don't know it'll be 40. Like 40 is a 40 is a pretty decent improvement, man. You gotta hope, Maddie. You gotta hope it. You know, you just gotta just see what happens. And look, but all our receivers have rough chance to get uh seven or eight each, you know. So and going the tight ends, and what does Fry move do? Does he get three or four? Um, I, I don't know. I just would like to see that. I think Frymuth up the middle is going to be, I think it's going to be really key, you know, if the Steelers are going to do really well this season. And I think it's going to surprise a few people how well that goes. I I definitely think the cheap touchdowns off a guy like a Frymuth, you know, off, off some of the, even the, as you say with Najee, like, you know, coming out in the short passing game, Deontay Johnson, if he can just break, you know, break away and get that, that release, uh, and create that distance between whoever's marking up on him. I think that's going to be really interesting to see. So, look, I'm really keen for us to take some keen for us to take some Q and A. I've got a couple of players here that we didn't get to talk about, so we might have to continue a couple of these next week because I want to get your opinion on a yeah, couple of them. But yeah, let's let's hold yours to, uh, to yeah. next week. 
that'd be good. Because we only so, had overlap with one player. I thought oh, we'd have overlap with two or three. So that could be really interesting. We'll have to make this good. a two-part series. But you, you can change out the other bloke, uh, whoever that was, put someone else in and we'll talk about them. <laughs> Well, it was Hayden, so it was Hayden, so ah, okay. that's all right. right. But that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll, I've got something else for in, in mind for next week's too. So, look. Oh, I was going to say, man, while we're on that, you know, yeah, something came to my mind just then. You know, you yeah. had Frymuth and Najee in the backfield. Now, if Frymuth is uh, a good tight end for the red zone, what a great, what a great opportunity to really trick that defense, hey? If you've got Big Ben back there and you've got Najee as well uh, as the running back, is it going to be that drop-off pass Anaji or draw? Are they going to use fry move to get wide open? And the he's a tall fella. He's, what is he six five or something? You know, they're going to. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. He's he's. I think he'll be open for for the ball and in, in in that uh, aspect. And then or is it like Juju or Claypool? I think they got a lot of options in that red zone. However, you can't make fry move your favorite. And there's like three or four players. How many times have we seen Ben throw that ball? Um, into triple coverage, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> like, 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 there's so many games. Like, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Big Ben, right? But I do understand where he lacks in, in certain aspects too. He'll throw that ball, and they are, oh, you know, uh, AB's going to go up and get it, and AB wasn't even ready for it. Like, he was just looking around, going, "Where's that ball?" So I, I'm keen to see how Najee comes into the mix as well as that, that you know, that goal line offense will be so exciting to watch. The thing about though that that I. You know, like I'd be interested to see how Najee does in the short passing game in the red zone. Uh, you know, I'm not sure whether that's something that is going to fully work for the Steelers with this O line, but you know, we'll have to we'll have to see. Uh, but I think Steeler four one two has the first question, uh, and that question is: After Ben, what are your expectations for the QB room, or is the safe bet drafting one? My my perspective quickly is that I expect them to want to go with Mason Rudolph next year while they bring someone on and they'll draft someone in the second or the third round. Look, that could be a lot of value. It might not be a lot of value. Uh, but, you know, in terms of whether we're going to be in the mix for someone worthy of a first-round draft pick, I don't know. We want success this year, therefore we won't. But, yeah, I think you can expect that they're probably going to go with Mason Rudolph in 2022 if, yeah. if Big Ben's not back. But what do you reckon, Mark? It's I think it's too early to even know because if you were to go with Mason Rudolph, right, but maybe say this season progresses, right, and you look at the Aaron Rodgers situation where he doesn't even know if he wants to be a green backpacker. I'm not saying he's going to come to the Steelers, but I'm saying these quarterbacks um, in other teams might get filthy at their team and they might not want to be there. So maybe we spend some money to, to bring in a, in a veteran quarterback. And the reason we do that is because we want to win now. We don't want to win in, in three or four years. We want to win now. And we know we have the defense to do that. So we have the Minkers, the TJs. We talked about those guys. So you were to bring in, you know, veteran quarterback. I'm not saying like a guy like Cam, Cam uh, Newton, not like that. But, you know, someone who's on, on that, that tracker, bring him in for a bit of spice, sign a quarterback in the draft. Um, the same thing, though, is will Ben, will ben be there? We don't know. Uh, I I really thought that he was gonna retire like two years ago, like when he got when he got injured. I thought that was it. I thought he's just gonna get injured uh, and then hang up the boot uh, the bootlaces, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So George we're, Test, we're, we're, we're still winning. Like we're still winning overall. <laughs> so. George Test says, "Hey mates, do you think Najee is gonna be better than Bell in his prime? What do you reckon, Mark?" Oh. 
20, was it 2014? I was watching it the other day. 2014 or 2013, his season. He wore, man, that offense was so good to watch. AB and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you take it for granted. I don't, I don't know. I hope so. I really want to see Najee just crack one for like 30 yards and run over people and do those juke moves and just just put up an early seven. Like just put up early seven with like 10 minutes in the first quarter. Our defense comes out. We get the ball back. Go back down, put up three points. We're up 10 nil. That changes the whole idea of the game. The whole idea. If you can have someone running the ball like that. We don't want someone running into a brick wall over and over and over and going nowhere. And then Big Ben having to, you know, try and push the pass and get intercepted. Um, we also don't want to have Najee working overtime at the same time. But yeah, watching Le'Veon Bell in his prime was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I think Najee overall for his career can be better than Bell. Uh, whether he can dominate with that many yards that Bell had per game, I think he's capable of it. Whether he will is another question. I agree with you, though. We don't want him doing too much. I think the thing in Najee's corner is I think he's got a better head on his shoulders, pure and simple. So I think that's going to hold him in much better stead. The thing is, even if he was the equal Lav Bell, you're going to have a situation where people go, well, hang on, he had... 17, you know, 17 games to do it versus 16. This is where it starts to be, you get into that debate. But let's let's let Najee be Najee. And I think Najee's yeah. a better runner of the football uh, than Bell. Bell, you know, relied a lot on that short passing game um, from that perspective. Also, Najee won't have the O-line that Bell had either. So that's something you've got to remember too, is that they're going to retool an O-line for Najee. With Najee as well, just imagine like, you know, like I'm trying to do some forward-thinking kind of stuff, right? Say he rip, rips one for 15 yards and we're at the 40-yard line. You have a massive chance now, first and 10. You have Najee again you can run with. You can de- depend on him. Or you've got three or four receivers who can go deep from there. So if, if Najee is, is successful, this Steelers team will be successful as well because you both have, you have Big Ben there too. So I, like a lot of the media, you know, all the media pundits are really, really, really counting them out and laughing at the Steelers, you know, won't go anywhere. But they have so much talent. All they need is that little spark, that spark to say, I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler. And if the first time that Najee runs over someone, if it's preseason, I would like to rather see them run over a bill. Like, we're ready. We're ready to go. It's it's, it's game time. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we've got an awesome super chat here from Double HH uh, that we're going to pull up. Probably one of the biggest super chats we've had. Uh, like the guys after the post game show and the preview, you know, we don't get, we get regular from snowman, which is awesome. And we're so thankful whenever we get those, but this is awesome. Double HH. I'll say a couple of things. Uh, Portner, I love the take you do and some of the questions you put. We're not going to address that one because that's just whatever's going on there between those two is, you know, domestic violence is, you know, and whether it's emotional abuse, financial abuse, mental abuse, physical, it's just not a good one. We don't know all the ins and outs of this one. We're just not going to go into it. And then I think there's been some chat about Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be too expensive. Another team will want to pay him. I don't believe in paying. Like, I know he had an MVP year, but we need to get younger at positions and invest in the superstars that we've got on the roster right now as they go into their second and third contracts, not spend 25 plus million on Aaron Rodgers. That's just my view. But let's go to Double HH's question mark. And I'm going to bring it up now. It's, uh, it keeps, keeps jumping around this live chat. All right. He's going back to Pittsburgh and Heinz in early August for the first time in 10 years. That's fantastic, Double HH. Got tickets for training camp. Awesome. 
We'll have a cold one or two for you both when there. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Mark, well, actually, how much would you want to be there with Double HH? Well, actually, Double HH, when I have one, it's one dozen. So you gotta have you gotta have uh 24 drinks, I'm pretty sure. You gotta have a dozen for for both of us. Um, I'd love it. I would love it, honestly. I've told you before, Maddie, when all this this craziness ends, if you like it, love it, or hate it, I don't care. The opinion can be thrown out the window now. It's we just gotta open up. Um, we're going over there once we have uh, you know, a bit of spare coin. We're gonna have beers and nothing better than the big difference in America is you sit at the bar. Like I still remember going over the first time. You sit at the bar, like in Australia, we go and get our beer and we rack off. We so you see you later, mate. But in America, you sit there, you chill out, you 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 pay your tip, you watch the sport, it's so much fun. You know, it's gonna be a great time for double HH for 10 years. Like that's that's great, you know. Get over there and enjoy the football. Uh, Chris, ah, oh, just yeah, it's just awesome. Double HH, we're very envious. Uh, Chris Pugh says, Who gets the most targets this year between Juju Claypool and Johnson? Johnson, yeah, I, 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 I agree I reckon, with you. I think Johnson, I think he's looks good, like he, I think he's ready. I just I think that's the way too, they're gonna play. I, I think the thing about I think it's gonna be interesting to watch, right? You can have Johnson as like, is he gonna get the most recept like targets right throughout the year? Is Claypool going to get the most targets in the red zone? And is Juju going to get the most targets on third down? Because when I look at them, all the different players, they're the sort of roles that we expect and we want them to have based on their strengths. So I think it's something that I'm going to sort of stay, you know, really in tune for. And I wonder where we'll be sitting midway through the season. But I reckon the, you know, the matchup though, Maddie, the matchup with Johnson versus other cornerbacks is, is the is the ideal scenario. So you have to cover Juju and Claypool, right? Your two best guys. Yeah. Then who's going to match up against Johnson? 100%. Your third best guy. Then he's going to be, is he in slot? Is he on, on the outside? Is he more of a gimmick player? I think Ben might use him as a safety blanket and he's the guy to go to. All right, Mark. This is a, a, a quick fire one. And then I want to get to double HH again. <laughs> he's come back. He's, he's sticking to his name of, of the double there. Uh, but bad. It's just, hey, blokes, do you think that this O-line can actually keep Ben upright and open up run lanes? Uh, scares me a bit. What do you think? If, if they want their job, they will. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's, let's be honest. If they want to have, if they want to be a Pittsburgh Steeler uh, and they want to improve and, 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 you know, Play for the team, yeah. They gotta, they gotta keep it up, right? Why not? That's that's yeah. the, that's the, the easy, easy. Uh, like, do you think they're gonna do it? The question is, do you think they're gonna do it? A hundred percent. I wouldn't say no. I, you know me. I'm. <laughs> I, I cheer yeah, for them. I, I'm a big home. I'm a massive home. I cheer for them when they're not in the playoffs. I'd hope they're there. I play my Madden instead. You know, like, look. I just I coming into the preseason now. I'm really keen to to see what they can do, and they can just shut. Sh- Shut the noise up and just play. I Look. reckon. I reckon they're gonna they're gonna surprise, and I think it'll be in a good way. Whether they match what we've had over the last decade, that's gonna be a that's a that's a hard ask. But I do think they'll gonna do better than what people expect. Hey, Matty, before we get into that, check out this one here. We got uh, Ahmed Ahmed. His his story here. He says he I came to the country as a refugee in, in first grade. The Steelers fans adopted me on Jersey Fridays. How cool is that? That's awesome. It, that, the text is so big I can't even see Maddie's face anymore. Um, that's cool. Look, he's, he's come to come to the country to, to land of the free and have a go, and then now he's fallen the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's cool. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. 
All right, let's go to Double HH. He's like, I didn't know you guys were the red stepdad children of BTSC. Get you both cold ones. I love it. I love it, Double HH. Thank you very much. Uh, no, I think we've always had a bit of love. I think that it's what we bring to the to the BTSC network is unique, given that we are Aussies. I don't think any other fan base has got got this. But equally, Mark and I, I mean, I hate talking to other people when you're with the other person but or even when you're not. But all I can say is definitely from my view from us, we've just loved being able to grow, you know, with this fan base and with the BTSC listeners. You know, we are coming up to a year in two months' time. Uh, but it's been over six months since we started on the YouTube side of things. Yeah. We've always had a lot of support, um, you know, from our fellow hosts of shows and writers of BTSC, and and you guys have always been so welcoming. I think we've really come on and developed in a lot of ways as well, and we're really excited that we've been able to do a whole off-season and we can go into a season with you guys and that we're going to be able to do YouTube shows in season as well that's going to be really cool we we were on the podcast side for most of last season only so you know and we're excited for the audio guys too you know we're really keen to continue to bring you that great content and i also love coming to you guys on a wednesday with war room on the audio side it's so much fun i get a bit of license to free roam and yeah, I know. I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm pumped for this season. Well, honestly, this this idea of the the BTSC platform, even when I was a fan in the live chat, it's it's such a great community um, to be a part of, and and you guys are always coming in. Forty three people right now, but the best thing about this this opportunity for you, myself, and you, Maddie, and I don't know if you feel the same, but a lot of fa- a lot of my friends in Australia don't care. We do not care. They don't care about football. So this is an avenue for myself to let everything out, let all my Steeler passion out. Exactly. We're going to win everything. We're going to we're going to smash Lamar twice. We're going to yeah, just oh, you know, what I mean, let everything out and be a Steeler. Ma, when you this energy, with this energy, I want to hear what are we going to do against the Bungles? Oh, you don't even want to know, mate. <laughs> this, they might as well not even show up, mate. <laughs> There's no point. Look, they're, they're, the Bungles are a guaranteed. You know, if you want to have two wins a season, we're lucky. We're lucky we have them. You know, we're gonna but lose look, to them. We're that, gonna lose to them once this yeah, season. I, I'm telling you. I think so. I think so as well. I think one <laughs> on one. I think one on one with the the, the Browns, but I think uh, it's two and zero versus the Ravens. But yeah, this gives us a great opportunity to talk football and get everything off our chest and be a part of uh, Barry Barrow and be a part of the live chat. That's that's why we love doing this and going into the off season now with a real off season getting out of this uh, pandemic, whatever it is, the fans in the stands. I don't care that I can't get there, but I still want to hear 60,000 fans as TJ Barry's Lamar. But 100%. <laughs> you know, like the, the – you know, they played Renegade last year. Can you imagine if you're a – if you can imagine you're a Chase Claypool, right, and you you drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers or you're an Alex – more an Alex Highsmith. You're drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're like, heck, yes – you know, and let's assume that it's like pre-COVID. You're like, heck yes. Because, you know, he had a really good call with them in the draft process. You're like, renegade. I'm going to make a play on third down. It's going to be awesome. And then there's not 60,000 people waving their terrible no towels. Like, no one is there. I'm sure, it, and the players said it still pumped them up, and I'm sure it does. But can you imagine? No, I, I reckon it's different, Matty. But it is. I'm, I'm, but can you imagine, though, the rookies this year with the second-year players next year, there's going to be, Sorry, the second he plays this year too, you're going to have 10 to 15 blokes 
that are just going to go nuts when Renegade's done the first time. They're going to get the goosebumps like I have right now. They're going to go out and make a play. They're going to sack Lamar. I don't know. I don't care who it is that they're going to destroy. But I just, <laughs> it's going to be so good. Yeah, but that's it. So, like with, with the the Steelers and you're uh, Alex Highsmith, and there's uh, no fans, and you you know you run around, and you, then Cam looks at you and goes, "What are you cheering for?" There's no fans around. Like this is the this is this is so good to have football back, uh, and with the fans involved, like you know, it's always good to to receive to receive love when you've done something right. So when when our Steelers are playing well, it's just going to be even better. Yeah, like I just uh, what what what's the thing you're looking forward to most this season, Mark? I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna close out the show with that question. Well, this could be an hour long question. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> holy dooly! Uh, holy dooly! Holy demon! What, what am I looking forward to most for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, you you know what? It's gonna sound a bit far fetched, but I just think that back to that community base again. With that fans in the stands, I think football and sport and why we all love sport and why I love sport is that when I go and wear this Steeler jumper down the road, someone goes, hey, do you follow the Steelers? And I go, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm pretty big in America. Nah, <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. But like you, you talk football and then and you get to know in Australia too. We have we have certain questions we ask fans if they're Raiders or Patriots fans, and we get we understand if they really watch football Mark, or they don't. Mark, tell them, tell tell the listeners. Sorry to interrupt you there. I, I got to do it. Tell the listeners what you there's a we've got a sports store. Uh, is it this? There's a few of them, but is one of them is, is the stateside sports store that you go in with all the yeah, Raiders yeah, yeah. jersey? Yeah, so tell, what tell, I did, tell the listeners what, the story. What, what I did was I went into a sports store in Australia, and I was talking to the young lass behind the counter because she was quite cute, right? So I was talking to her. Um, for a little bit, and I was, you know, talking about like there's so much Raider stuff. There's like everywhere you look, there's Raider gear everywhere. So what I asked her, but, but sorry, I got to interrupt you here too. Like to give to give the listeners a perspective, right? This store has like it's only Lakers gear, it's only Yankees gear, Ch- like it's Chicago all these Bulls, like commercial and Cowboys yeah. gear and Patriots gear. Like it's none of the you, know, you can't get jerseys from every team. You know, it's like Chicago Blackhawks, LA Kings from a hockey perspective. Like, they don't give you everything, right? They give you the, you know, bandwagon of jerseys. Anyway. Yeah, so it's, all, it's all bandwagon. So I was talking to her because she was quite cute. So that gave me you know, gave me a reason. Um, and I was like, you know, talking about the, the Raiders and how much gear there was. And I was like, I said to her, can I give you, can I give you, like, you know, she was actually, you know, she was listening to me, which is, you know, pretty far-fetched as well. Right. So I said to her, <laughs> I said, um, next time someone comes in to buy a Raider jersey, I want you to ask them two two questions. Who's their owner? Who was their owner? Or do you know who Al Davis is? And who was their, one of their famous coaches, John Madden? Or they, who, who, who was one of their famous coaches? Right? Who is that? And if they can't get two of those things right, then you don't sell it to them. You, you, you take it back off their hands and you put it back in the rack. You say, no way, rack off. See you later, mate. That's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> He's closed out the show with Rack Off. You've done it with the double pun. Mark doesn't get any better than that. That wraps up this week's Steelers Touchdown Under. I'm Matty P with Marky D. Mark, as always, go Steelers.